Father, we thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on today. And we bind, Father God, every mind-boggling spirit, every tormenting spirit that will come against our minds today to keep us from receiving this word on today. We thank you for our teacher and our helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I cannot, I will not do it without you. I thank you that you're here right now to walk alongside of me, to be my helper, to be our teacher, to lead us and guide us into all truth, to reveal unto us on today. Holy Spirit, I ask that you bring the word of God back to my remembrance that was spoken unto me. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe God has something for you on this morning. And I believe that if you open your hearts, you'll be able to receive it. And not only receive it, but believe what the word of God is saying unto you so deliverance can come into this room on this morning. Amen. So I want you to turn with me to 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter. And let's hear what God has to say unto his people on today. 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter. I'm going to begin at verse 1. And I'm going to end at verse 2. Again, 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter, beginning at verse 1, ending at verse 2. And the word of the Lord says, And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. I want to talk about the battle within. The battle within. The Lord was sharing with me that there are many people, even in the room, that are not in this room that's having battles within. And when I say having battles within, it's things that you're dealing with on the inside that some people around you don't even know what's going on. Some people you may have shared it with or maybe just with one person or some people you may be keeping this within. But by keeping this within, it's vexing you, it's tormenting you, it's bringing sorrow, it's bringing pain unto you. And we want to talk about those things today. And when God gave me this, it was in my spirit that it's saints, really Christian folks that's still holding on to some past things. And they're battling these things so much on the inside that they cannot be used the way God wants them to be used. It may be something that has happened in your childhood. Just like we see here, Amnon loved his sister. And we know that the word of God is against that, which is incest. That means having sexual relations with a family member. So Amnon, he really loved his sister. He wanted to lay with her. She was a virgin. He wanted to lay with her so bad, it was vexing him. It was troubling him. He was having sorrow. He was having pain behind it. And he even felt sick about it. So one thing that people can be battling with is incest. They want to be with somebody that they know they cannot have, and it could be a family member. 
There's people that's dealing with rape that you never told nobody that you've been raped and you're still battling with that. It's people that's been molested even by family members and you're battling with that because your family tell you, no, we got to keep this to ourselves. We don't want the family to know or anybody to know what's going on in our family. They'll think that we're crazy. But I'm here to tell you it's time to let go of these battles that's battling you within because it's stopping you from getting to the place that God wants you to be in. So incest is one of these battles. Some of you might be battling with marital affairs that you're having with someone, but you say that you love your wife and you love your husband, but you still have to go out and lay with that girlfriend or that boyfriend that you know that don't belong to you, and you're battling within because you're saying, I want to tell my mate, but if I tell my mate, then we're not going to be together. There's a battle going on within y'all, and it needs to be dealt with. It's some in the room that's battling with homosexuality tendencies and you're battling so much on the inside, you're feeling like I might need to kill myself. What if somebody find out what's going on with me? Y'all, there's some battles going on on the inside that's keeping people from doing what God wants them to do. There's battles of rage going on on the inside. There's battles of rejection. Going on on the inside, there's battles of feeling insecure. There's battles of not wanting to get delivered because you know if you get delivered or you feel like if you get delivered that you will lose that position that you have put in place with other people. Come on, God is speaking in this house. It's people that got on masses that's trying to make people think that they got it together. I'm here to tell you, come on, take off the mask. You don't have it together. There's people that want to have sex in the room and acting like, oh, I'm, I'm not fornicating. When you think about it in your heart and you see yourself laying with them, you already done committed the act. The battle is over because God is exposing today. You can talk like you saved. You can act like you're saved, but God has come to clean the house today. There's battles going on on the inside that people don't want nobody to know about, but I'm here to tell you God knows. He knows. He knows his people. He knows what you're battling with. He knows about these orgies going on at home that shouldn't be going on. He knows about this stuff. Come on, y'all, I'm going to be real with you. It's time for us to get over it. So just like Amnon, he was in a battle, y'all. He was in a real battle. He wanted to have someone that he knew he couldn't have. And Amnon knew what the law said. And this is what I'm saying. Some of you in this room, saints, you know what the word says. But because of your flesh. Because of how your flesh feels, you going outside the word and you doing stuff opposite to what the word is telling you to do. Come on, we need to quit denying this stuff and we need to face up to it. And we need to deal with it. And God began to show me, even in the word, even dealing with Saul. Y'all know Saul, right? Y'all know how Saul was, right? Saul was a king that the people wanted. So God gave the people what they wanted because they rejected him as being their king. Go with me to 1 Samuel, the 18th chapter. Now, y'all, after David had defeated Goliath, look at your neighbor, say, deliverance is in this house. And say, deliverance is yours on the day if you want it. 
Say, you don't have to be ashamed. Say, God is here to meet that need on the day. We see that David, he defeated Goliath. And as he defeated Goliath and it was coming back from battle, it says that in 1 Samuel 18, it said that, and it came to pass in verse 6, as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousand, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day forward. See, there was a battle going on within with Saul with jealousy. And some of us have a battle going on within us with jealousy because we see people looking at someone else more than they looking at us. So we began to eye that person. We began to be jealous over that person because the people are saying more about this one than they're saying about you. So you got this battle going on the inside that people are going to look up to them more than they're going to look up to me. So I got to shut them down. And as you don't deal with those thoughts, you end up hurting somebody out of what you feel or out of what you think. Y'all jealousy is in the room. We got people that want people to think I know more of the word than you know more of the word. So we want to twist the word, twist what the word is saying to make that person look like they don't know what God is saying in them or through them. So there's jealousy that people are battling with within. There's jealousy in leadership. You're watching people because you're afraid somebody's going to take my position. They're trying to take over. So I got to do everything I can do to put them down. There's jealousy, y'all, in the midst of us. And it's a battle within us that's going on with jealousy. And the problem is we're not dealing with it. How do I know we're not dealing with it? Because jealousy is cruel as the grave. Jealousy watch you sneakily. Jealousy will pat you on the back and say, you're doing a good job. But the battle on the inside wants you to remove from what you're doing. See, jealousy will tell you they love you, but they don't really love you. They don't care if you fall. Because see what they're doing, they're going around sneakily and they're putting your name out there trying to make people think that they're with you and they're not with you. God said, whoever is not for me is against me. So they jealousy huddle in groups and try to make things look good for them and look bad for others. Y'all, there's a battle of jealousy going on on the inside. Then God began to show me a woman. Her name was Hannah. And Hannah in 1 Samuel, the first chapter, her, her womb was closed. And it's not because she couldn't have children, but God closed her womb. He shut up her womb. And she had an adversary, which was her husband's other wife. And that adversary began to provoke her. She began to agitate her. She began to irritate her day after day, year after year. She was provoking Hannah because Hannah didn't have children and she had children. There's some of us going through things in our lives that we may want a child or we may want what somebody else have and it's not yet our season to get it and the enemy keep provoking us and we're battling on the inside of what we don't have and this is what the enemy does, y'all. So God is saying we got to deal with these battles. 
that's on the inside of us. We come to church. We sit in church. And the Lord gave me a revelation last Sunday. People that are part of the church are just visitors now. You come in and you just visit. You just said, I've been here, but you don't take nothing out with you for change. See, God wants change to take place. You don't come into church just to look cute. You don't come into church just to say, I'm in leadership and I have a position. You come into church to get trained. You come into church to get raised up. So when you go outside of the church, people know where you've been. They know who you've been with. I'm telling y'all, there's a battle going on. There's people dying, y'all. There's things that's taking place even within the church. The church is changing. They'd rather do what the world wants than what the Bible says. You see in the, the church compromising with the world to get them out there, and they think it's okay because this is what they want to do. I have learned this. People say, this person just become that way. No, they didn't. You just hit something that was hidden, that decided to show up. No, no, no. They, they never been like that. I was dealing with someone that I had forewarned, and I said, I'm trying to tag it. That ain't good to be around. You need to come from a monk and say, no, 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 no. They're good people. I said, I ain't saying that everything God made ain't good. But I'm telling you, you're messing with the wrong crowd. No, 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 no. They're good people. Now the evidence is made known right now. See, people will drag you in the mud right along with them. Because whatever they're battling with on the inside and you connect with what they're battling with, you begin to associate with it and you become what they already are. And people give you a name because of who you hanging with. This is why you better know what you're dealing with before you deal with it. And the only way you're going to know is to be in the presence of the Lord. By not walking in the flesh, but walking by the spirit. Because those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. I don't know about you, y'all. It's time out for playing church. See, I get tired of people for saying, Lord, Lord, and don't know him. Because when you know him, change takes place. You ain't doing what you used to do. You ain't going where you used to go. See, we got people that showing up in church and saying that they know the Lord and they saying they making it in. And people say, Lord knows if they can get in there, I know I'm going. Because they see what they're doing. They see what their life represent. So we want to deal with these battles that's going on on the inside. Y'all, there's so many people that's hurting inwardly. And we're so caught up with us. We're so caught up with ourselves. We don't even know the person beside us is ready to commit suicide. And has come to the house of refuge to get saved from it. But we're so caught up in how we feel. We're so caught up in I don't have no money. We're so caught up in I'm tired of being lonely. We're so caught up in I need a job that we're not even paying attention to our surroundings. Because we're so caught up with us. This is why when Jesus went to get those disciples and told them to follow him, they had to lose interest in themselves. Do y'all know what it means to lose interest in yourself? It means the things that you want to do. You can't do them no more. 
because you don't belong to yourself no more. You belong to him. So see, it's days that you want to go out and say, you know, I want to have my alone time. But the spirit begin to speak to you and say, no, I don't want you to have a long time today. I want you to go visit Sister Teresa because I got a message for t- t- Sister Teresa. Well, Lord, can you give me the message first? No, I want you to go where I'm telling you to go first. And when you get there, I'll give you the message. But we get so tied up in, no, 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 I ain't had time for me. I ain't had vacation. I ain't had time to do what I want to do. That we miss the opportunity of what God want to do with Teresa because she got a battle going on on the inside. And she only needed one word from the Lord. And he wanted to use you, but you didn't want to do it. But now you want to come in the church and stand before the people and tell them how good God is. See, you don't want to deal with one person. You want to deal with a whole crowd. So you can be looked up to. See, you're battling with pride. On the inside, you don't want to come down. See, you want people to look at you like you got it going on. You want people to lift you up while you're putting everybody else down. Come on, y'all, there's some pride in the room. And it's got some people name on it. And we need to get rid of it. Because this pride will not help you to walk in humility. The Bible says that God resisteth the proud, but he give grace unto the humble. I'm telling y'all, these battles that's going on on the inside is real. And people are trying to cope with them because they really don't want to deal with them. They want to sweep them under the rug and say, it'll be okay. Long as nobody don't know about it, it's okay. No, it's not okay because God knows about it because he's bringing it to you today. He knows what's going on in your life. It's one thing to deal with a battle and it's another thing to sweep it up under the rug. The Holy Spirit is there to show you Things that you have suppressed. Things that you don't want to deal with. Things that you don't want to show up. Have y'all noticed when somebody murders somebody, what they do, they try to, well, I heard some stories about people getting rid of people, but these people here wasn't for real, I don't think so. Some people say you burn them up. Some people say you take the teeth and throw them in the ocean. Nobody won't be able to find them. Some people say you throw them in the hog pen. Let the hogs eat them. But guess what? That body will be found. Because whatever is hidden will be revealed. I don't care how old your mess is. I don't care how long you've been trying to keep it up under the rug. Look at your neighbor say, because I know Jesus. He's already showed up and showed out. Say, because those kids that you tried to keep from your mate, they're getting ready to show up and show out. Because it's somebody that looked like you. May not be in Burger, may not be in Wilmington. They might be in Los Angeles, but they're going to be found. We try to put too much under the rug. We try to hide it instead of dealing with it. And then when you got a happy marriage, the marriage is going along good. You're loving each other. You're loving God. And look what pop up. It ain't no pop tart either. 
it's a son or it's a daughter that you hid all those years that you try to deny but they pop up in front of you and you still looking at your wife and saying that don't belong to me your saved sanctified holy set apart self if you don't deal with it it will deal with you because when you have an affair and you try to put that affair in the ground and bury it don't you know the one who you had an affair with done told somebody else and that somebody else done told somebody else and it's going to get back to your wife or husband. And when God gave you the opportunity to say, speak to him, tell him now. No, I can't do that. They'll put me out the house. You already been out the house because you're battling. You got a battle, a battle that's on the inside of you. You can't even rest in your house because when the phone rings, you don't even know who's calling because you don't even recognize the number. That's right, they're scared. <laughs> See, we got to deal with these battles, y'all. We got to deal with them because once you come together as one, that means that that's flesh of my flesh, that's bone of my bone, that's who I love, that's who I cherish. I love my wife just like Christ loved the church and I'm not going to let anything come in and hurt my wife because I know what hurt does. Because I've been with the father and Jesus laid down his life for me and I'm going to lay down my life for my mate. And I'm not going to let nobody come up in here and tell them something that I should have told. That's love, y'all. Love don't creep. Love is honest. Love is faithful. See, I'm still talking about battles within. I'm talking to saved folk. Come on, you expect this out of sinners. But I'm talking about saved folks, the ones that's supposed to know Jesus. Now, getting back to Amnon, dealing with incest. Y'all thought I was going to leave that incest alone, but I can't. I'm going right back to it. We got people that's dating cousins, marrying cousins, sleeping with cousins, and saying, well, they way down the line. <laughs> After fourth, they ain't no cousin. <laughs> Y'all ever heard that? After fourth, they ain't no cousin. We don't count them. We just cut them off, Michelle, out the fourth. If you my fourth, I don't know you, girl. You ain't in the family no more because you my fourth cousin. Fourth cousins getting married, having children. Uncles sleeping with nieces, having children. Come on, somebody. All of this stuff getting swept up under the rug and then the children dealing with it because they're walking up on people that know what happened and they're saying, did you know that your um, cousin is your daddy, huh? Did you know your cousin, my cousin, my daddy, what kind of nonsense is that? Your mom and daddy didn't tell you. No, excuse me. The man that your mama married to, that ain't your daddy. You go back home and say, mama, I just saw so and so and so and so. And they said that this ain't my daddy. Girl, don't believe that nonsense. People just jealous. Still sweeping it up under the rug and the mama saved now. And guess what happens? It goes through the generation. 
Somebody got to break the curse. Quit being so prideful and so ashamed that you cannot tell your children, don't go over uncle house. Well, mama, why can't I go over uncle house? Sit down, baby. I'm going to tell you why you can't go over uncle house. Matter of fact, I'm going to go way back before it hit uncle. I'm going to go back through the, see, this is how you save your children's life. Quit letting uncle babysit your children because you want to go out and party when you know what uncle do. You know what's going on with uncle? And you're sending your kids to uncle's house because you want to have a good time. You all up in denial. No, he ain't going to do my kids like that. Incest in the family. Nobody don't want to talk about incest. Nobody want to talk about these things because they're battling on the inside with these things. And some people are battling right now. I think I got raped. But I'm not for sure that I can call it rape. I know I was over Unc's house and he was looking at me kind of funny. But I didn't think nothing of that. You're trying to make this like a blur. Because you don't want to deal with it because you're saying, no, this couldn't happen because this is my uncle. My uncle loved me, especially when he be rubbing me on my back. He always comforts me. He always come to my side when I'm sick. He's always the one bringing me money. He's always the one taking me places. He's setting you up just like Amnon. And the family is letting it going on. Let it go on because the mama want to have her time. But the child is the one going through. Then when the child tried to talk to mama about uncle, the mama say, oh, you crazy. Your uncle love you. That's just how he always act like that. Well, mama, something not right with uncle. He touched me in a place. Girl, he didn't touch you. You just, you just fell over on him by mistake. That's what the devil do. He don't want you to reveal what's being done in that family. You know why? Because he wanted to keep being done. And Amnon, his own sister, she was beautiful, y'all. And Amnon wanted to have his own sister. He was so vexed. He was so troubled. So what am I telling you? The battle that you have it on the inside is vexing you. It's troubling you, it's agitating you, it's oppressing you, it's depressing you. It's got you to the point that you're sick and the doctors can't even figure out where is this sickness coming from because it's deep rooted from your past of you wanting to do something that you know you can't do and you're trying to control it yourself, but it's getting to the point that you want to come out with it. Y'all, this is why homosexuals are coming out the closet because they've been vexed so long. They've been going through it so long. Some of them want to talk to people about how they've been feeling at a young age. But they don't know how to talk to people because you got people calling people faggots. You got people calling people this, that, or the other. And they say, I don't want to be put in that category. So I don't want to bring out my tendencies or, or how I feel. Because we got people calling people out by name. I don't want to be called that. I don't want to be looked at differently. Y'all, it's time to deal with these battles. And you know, the ones that's supposed to help with these battles is the church. And the church is the one that's in the battles, trying to be cute, trying to be so holy, trying to get on everything that the church is doing and toe up. And you're wondering why you 
sitting longer than usual. See, God is trying to get you to a place that you can't get yourself. This is why you got to be taught, y'all. You got so many people that's coming in the church that don't want no teaching. They don't want any teaching. They don't want to hear truth. Y'all, I have met so many people, and thank God for the call he had on, on my life to root up and tear down strongholds. You can sit in the midst of a person and you can just sit there and be quiet and discerning of spirits will pop in and, and, the, and he will let you know what that person is of or, or what that person is dealing with. And as you begin to minister to that person and say, no, that ain't me. That's not me. Okay, you say it's not you. But the Lord is here today to deliver you from that. He's here today to heal you from that. And as long as you're denying that that's going on, you can't get help for that. Don't you know that's why they have AA meetings? The first thing they have to get up there and say, hey, it's me, I'm an alcoholic. They have to admit it to quit it. Church folks are admitting it, but ain't quitting it. <laughs> Come on now. They're admitting it, but they ain't quitting it. I admit I'm an adulteress. But they ain't quit being an adulteress. They ain't quit it. They're admitting it to make people think, okay, I'm all right now. No, you're not. Because there's a process that you got to go through, y'all. See, Amnon right here, he was so sick because he couldn't have his sister. So this is what he did, y'all. He had a friend. He went to that friend. I think it was sort of like a relative. Went to him. And the friend was so crafty. Just like the enemy, he said, this is what you do. Because he looked at him, he said, you're lame, you're weak. Something is going on with you, Amnon. So Amnon began to tell him, this is what's going on. I'm in love with my sister. See how it's coming out? Because he was so troubled and so vexed, he ended up telling somebody, he said, this is what you do. Tell David, the king, that you're sick. And tell him that you want your sister Tamar to feed you from her hand. So David... Which is the king, y'all. This is what I'm talking about. Amnon was David's son. He is king. He's the one that has a heart after God. But remember, David don't have what we have today. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a comforter. We have one that we can go to to say, Holy Spirit, help me. We have discerning of spirits on the inside of us. But David sent his daughter in with his son because he said, hey, we family. She go in, she fixed the food, and he forces himself upon his sister. And the Bible said that he hated her more than he loved her. And he sent her out. She said, don't do this. What you're doing is wrong. He didn't want to hear that because he had already come to the conclusion, this is what I need. So he sent her out after he had raped her. She took off her clothes. These clothes she had on represented her status as a virgin. She tore those clothes. Her brother Absalom came up and he said, Amnon, he knew he had raped her. So she went to stay with her brother Absalom. David found out. David was upset. But Absalom said no. He didn't say nothing good about it. He didn't say nothing bad. There's another battle going on. I'm getting somewhere, y'all. See, Amnon, he let it come out because he couldn't deal with it no more. So he began to go into that incest with his sister. After he'd done it, he pushed her aside like it was nothing. Yo, this is what the enemy does. When the enemy get through with you, he's through with you. But guess what? 
He ain't through with the ones that it happened to. He needs someone to start the process, y'all. So Amnon started it. Tamar going through. She's staying with Absalom. Absalom was dealing with this on the inside. Didn't say nothing bad about his brother. Didn't say nothing good. But he had a battle of murder going on on the inside. Because he said, my own daddy won't do nothing to his own son. Because he knew what he'd done was wrong. Because the law tell you what you're supposed to do in this case. And he's not doing it. Is this not happening in the family? Hiding stuff. Putting it up under the rug. Because we don't want nobody to find out. But on the inside, we depress, we oppress. We have sorrow, we have pain. We're sick. Because we're trying to deal with this. Y'all know what happened. Absalom ended up killing his own brother. This is what the enemy want. The enemy want death. If that death don't happen with you, it's going to happen with other people. Why am I saying that? Because whatever you battling and you ain't dealing with, when somebody come approach you trying to help you, trying to love on you, everything that you have hid or everything that you don't want nobody to know, you lash out at those people. And they're wondering, what have I done so bad to you? Y'all, this is happening in marriages with women that have gotten raped. And a man has married that woman. And the man is showing that woman love. But that woman never shared with that man that she was raped at a young age. So the husband is wondering, why Why are you pulling away from me? You're my wife. Why I can't touch you? You're my wife. She's got that deep secret on the inside that she's tormented with. So when she's laying in the bed and she's hollering out and she's screaming and the husband is saying, what's going on with you? Since we've been married, you've been having all of these attacks. She said, no, I'm okay. She's not telling her husband what's going on. And it's getting so bad, the husband end up sleeping with somebody else because the wife is pushing him off because she can't deal with the hurt and the pain that's going on on the inside. So finally, after the man connect with somebody else, the woman want to come out and say, I'm this way because I've been raped. Too late. The enemy messing up the family. And people say, I know all about you, Miss Deborah. People can appear on the outside as looking good, have their clothes together, makeup, hair, smiling every Sunday, but they got a battle going on on the inside. Y'all, this is why God has given us a place to come into, a place to be taught, and messages that come through the house to help you deal with what you're going through. And the enemy don't want you to hear these messages. So he put everything before you to dismiss what God is saying. Because the first thing some of y'all are saying now, that ain't me. That's pride. That's what's happening to you right now. That's pride. That ain't me. I have already dealt with these things. Evidently, God is bringing something in this house because it's things that still are not dealt with that's just getting ready to come out in the open. Y'all, this is no game. This is nothing to play with. Come on, look at jealousy. Saul was so jealous over David, he tried to kill him. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. In jealousy, there is murder. When you get so jealous over people, you will end up killing them. And once you end up killing them, then you come to yourself and say, what have I done? So God is saying today, we got to deal 
put these battles on the inside. And the Lord began to tell me about battles some women are having. Women that have had abortions on top of abortions. You're having battles on the inside. You're seeing your child. You're seeing a girl. The enemy is putting visions before you and say, here's your daughter. Oh, here's your son that you have given up. Oh, you think people don't know you had an abortion. You get in torment and every time they put up them abortion signs, you feel sick on the stomach. Every time they're talking against abortion, you feel sick on the stomach. You end up turning the television because it reminds you of your past pain that you haven't dealt with. See, this is how I know where people are. Because if you know who you are in Christ, that's where I'm going. You wouldn't still be battling. Some people are battling inside with unforgiveness and know that you're supposed to forgive. When somebody walk up to you, it's like a fight going on on the inside because you hate that person so much for what they have done to you that you see yourself literally jumping on that person, but yet you're saying, oh, I love you. On the inside, you hate their guts. You see yourself literally killing that person. You're battling with unforgiveness. There's a lot of stuff in this room that we're battling with that we don't want to deal with because you said it ain't bothering me right now, so I don't want to bother with it. In Ezekiel, we talked about this so much, the eighth chapter, when God took Ezekiel out in the spirit. So you got to be in the spirit to be able to see what God want to show you about yourself. See, I have learned that anything that go on around me and really don't have nothing to do with me sometimes, I put myself in that category and I say, God, show me me. I ain't going to worry about that person right now. Show me me. Is it something I done to cause what's happening in front of me? Show me me, God. Open up my eyes and allow me to see me before I put blame on somebody else. You got to learn to wait on the Lord and let the Lord deal with you before you put your mouth on somebody else. So God put, he took him in the spirit and he began to show them. This is the temple and I'm, I'm going somewhere. This is the temple. This is the house of God. And in that temple, they had put holes in the wall where they were were hiding um, pictures and stuff that they were worshiping outside of God. Come on, it was in his temple. They were hiding it. And God said, they don't see that I see this. There wasn't even an image of jealousy sitting there. They were just um, leaders worshiping other gods. And they thought God didn't see it. So God was showing Ezekiel, look at what's going on in my temple. God is saying today, look what's going on in my temple. The people of God, the house that I dwell in, you are his temple. Look at what's going on in my temple. I see what's going on in my temple. You can't hide it no more. He said, I see it. Now let's talk about getting rid of this stuff that we're holding on within that we're battling with within the first step is you got to deal with it you got to be willing to own up to it say yes this is what I'm dealing with some of us and the Holy Spirit is reminding me is dealing with fear and fear can be unknown Some of us deal with the fear of unknown. What if this happened or what if that happened? And the enemy is tormenting us with that and it's making us sick. Some of us dealing with a battle on the inside of dying early, the spirit of death. This was um, Elijah. When Elijah, the one that spoke, it wasn't going to be no rain. He was a man of God. He was a prophet of God. 
You can be a part of the fivefold and still be battling within. Still moving in the spirit and people thinking that you got it all together, but you got a battle going on on the inside. So Elijah, he spoke it wasn't going to be no rain. And, you know, and, and then there was rain, but then he ended up uh, killing the prophets of Baal. And then a word come back to him from Jezebel. See, some people in the church that know there's a Jezebel around you and you're so scared of that Jezebel, you're trying not to move a certain way because you know Jezebel's going to come at you, man. See, we got some Jezes and we got some Ahabs. We got some Ahabs bowing down to Jezebel because they want peace in their house. Man, you better rise up. You're supposed to be saved. You're supposed to be a servant of God. You better rise up and let them know who ruled the house. So we see Elijah begin to get the word from Jezebel. When Jezebel sent him that word, Elijah ran in fear, y'all. He had a battle that was going on. He even left his servant. He said, let me die. He already felt like he was defeated. Some of us right now is saying, what's the point of me being here? What's the point of me even trying? I'm already defeated because you're looking at what's going on around you instead of looking at what God is saying unto you. Yo, we got battles that we're fighting. And they're on the inside and we're trying to walk around acting like everything is okay. No, you better hear the spirit when the spirit is speaking. Sometimes you have to go to someone that you know God is sending you to and say, I need help. I've been trying to do this for so long, but I can't do it no more. God will direct you to the right people. He really do have good people out there that won't be telling people your business. So we see here, how, how do we overcome these battles? First of all, you got to deal with it. You got to be willing to deal with it. You got to say, Lord, the way you did Ezekiel, you took him in the spirit and you allowed Ezekiel to see stuff that was buried, that was hidden. Father, allow me to see what's hidden. This is what I pray, y'all. God, make me aware my surroundings God is so good I had shared with a person see y'all y'all better know who you up under you can't get over on me because you can't get over on the Holy Ghost and as long as I'm in the will of God and doing what God tell me to do don't think you're fooling me because I'll look you dead in the face and won't move until God tell me to move I'm doing some moving today Lord have mercy I won't move until God tell me to move to let you know. As John, my granddaughter done this, she said, me, ma. I said, what's up, baby? I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Y'all think y'all up under a pastor that don't know. Look at your neighbor and say, she don't know. Come on, look at him again and say, she don't know. I know when you're talking about me. Because God loved me, people. But I still love you even when you're talking about me because I know it ain't you. In your bedchamber. We fall down. Listen, y'all. There's a way of escape. And God made that way over 2,000 years ago. How can I tell you about battles within? 
because I had a battle, y'all. That battle took me into some depression. See, I'm only telling you because I know how I come out of my battle. And the thing is, y'all, y'all are so blessed because when I was in my battle, I didn't have people telling you like I'm telling you. It was just like I was by myself. And, but God showed me how to be an overcomer. He showed me what to do even in the midst of what I was battling on the inside. And I want you to know some things that you battle on the inside, sometimes you can't even share it with your mate because I couldn't even share it with my husband. But when I shared it with my husband, this man wanted to put me away. That's love, though. See, he, he wanted to get the best help for me, so he wanted to put me in lockdown. But God said, no, she ain't going in lockdown because I, I am I'm raising her up for a time such as this. So I had to keep seeking the Lord. And this is what I'm telling you. First of all, you have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, something just ain't right. I can't quite put my hands on it, but I just don't feel right. It's something that's on the inside of me that's taking me to a place that I can't. Y'all better understand what I'm saying. It's taking me to a place that I can't even explain to my husband the place that I'm in. But I know something ain't right. But yet I know I'm not crazy, but something just ain't right. So I cried out to him saying, God, something just ain't right. God hear your heart cry when he know that you're really ready to change. God will send you help, y'all. He'll send you help when you know your heart is right. Some people's hearts in here ain't right. Because you're crying out to God, but you still want to do what you want to do. And God said, look, until you're willing to serve me with your whole heart, you can't have two masters. You got to have a willingness to say, God, I'm coming to you with all of me now. See, the part of you that got saved, y'all, was your spirit. That's the part the enemy cannot touch. But when you got saved, the spirit got born again. But that sin nature that was in you, which Paul said, the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing because there's, I'm having a war going on on the inside of me. Paul knew, he said, the only way I come out of this was through the spirit, was through Jesus Christ. So see, your soul is the part that the enemy is torturing you with. That's the part of you, y'all, that you got to renew. And Christian folk, y'all, it grieves me to see Christian folk think that they don't have issues. You have been saved from sin sin has been done away with but the effects of sin is still in your life how can i say this y'all know the storm out there is way over there we don't we don't spoke to that thing don't curse that thing amen got christian folks it's coming it's coming you better prepare yourself come on when we're telling you that now is the time of salvation you act like we crazy but when somebody says a storm is coming, you go buy all the water, all the bread, everything. But the storm can come. You can die in your mess and go to hell. You prepared for that storm. Or at least you say you are. But sometimes we get the effects from the storm. Even though the storm is passed over, possibly there's some effects, right? So what's happening with us is, even though that sin nature 
died, y'all. It got buried with Christ. It left behind some effects. It left behind some habits. It left behind some way of doing things. That's why the devil say, even though you accepted Jesus, I still got a hold on you. And I'm going to always have a hold on you until you renew your mind. And we got Christian folks that don't even want to pick up the Bible to renew their mind because they say, I can deal with this incest. I can deal with this homosexuality. I can deal with this unforgiveness. I can deal with this jealousy. I can deal with all of these things. If you can deal with it, why are you still like that? I can deal with not having this affair no more. I'll just stay away from this woman or stay away from this man. Come on, if you don't uproot what you have thought about, you're going to end up right back in that bed. Even if you ain't in the bed, you see yourself with that person because you got some soul ties. You done tied your soul up with their soul. You knit it together. And you wondering why you with your husband and thinking about 10, 20 men. And you said, I love my husband. No, you love everything that's in that bedroom because it's still popping up. You know what's going to end up happening? You're going to end up calling out every name. Larry, Sam, Peter, John. Your husband going to be, who, who, what you say, baby? Can't even remember what his name is. That's because you ain't dealt with these things. You trying to deal with it outside of the work. Men, some of y'all are lusting for women right in the church. And think you ain't got caught. You caught. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Show am, Pastor. I'm going to proclaim this thing because I, I, I know I'm speaking right. Is that what you say? I know I'm speaking right. See, everybody, everybody think that you know because you're saved. If you know, you will want change. You will be crying out, Lord, save me. And guess what? He already did. So when we crying out, Lord, save me, we don't know we've been saved. Some of us still faking it to make it. We don't want to mess up our title. Ain't about title. It's about getting in the place that God wants you to be in so you can do what he has called you to do. It ain't about you no more. It's all about him. He's just using you as an instrument to reveal his glory and you still want glory. Isn't it going to see? Man, I mind myself Elijah Walker when I done that. I saw my daddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm his daughter. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. So we got to deal with it, y'all. This is what Hannah did. Even though Hannah was provoked, y'all, year by year, she was provoked by her adversary. Some of you is being provoked. Because the enemy keep coming at you with that same thing. 
Some of us have a battle within dealing with, I don't have a father. Or I don't have a mother. And the enemy is telling you, this is why your father left. This is why your mother left. They left because of you. And you, you've been battling that thing and trying to deal with it yourself. And trying to, you know, get along with other people that have what you didn't have. But the hurt has become so real. Matter of fact, I don't even know who my father is. And it hurts me to see other girls with their father and having that relationship. And my mama don't even know who my father is because she done slept with so many men. I don't even know if he's dead or it's, yo, this is real. I'm by myself. And this is why women are looking for men to fulfill that father role because they never had a good father. So if that man tell you, baby, I love you, that's good enough. No, it ain't. Baby, I'm going to always be here for you. Whatever I have, you have. That's not truth. Just because they open a car door and give you flowers and pamper you, that don't mean a hill of beans, as these old people say. The enemy's setting you up for a fall. So what do we do? Y'all, it's time to renew your mind. The Bible says this, and I know Miracle Temple know this verse, and I pray that you do. Be not to what? What does that mean? You don't do what the world does. You're supposed to be different. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye. What does transform mean? By what? How do you change? No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if that's the way you're supposed to be changed, then look at your neighbor and say, why you don't want change then? Because if this word is what's going to change my way of thinking and my way of doing it, doing, talking about doing it, I want to be in, maybe that needs to be out there. I want to be in this word every minute and every second. And every hour, Manny, I can be in it. Even when I'm on the toilet, what is your word saying? Even when I'm in the kitchen, what is your word saying? Even when I'm on break on my job, what is your word saying? I don't want to miss nothing in your word. I want to be where your word is today. That's what change is. That's what transformation is, y'all. And it's a process. So if you've been dealing with these tendencies for years, one night in the word is not going to change that. You have to devote yourself to that word. You just can't be a visitor. You just can't visit the word when you got some trouble. You got to do this on a daily basis. See, y'all, I'm not the type of pastor just to invite you to come in to pay your tithes. I'm the type of pastor that wants you to have what the word of God says. And in order for you to have it, you need some chastisement. You need some rebuke sometime. You don't, I don't need to be telling you it's all right to sleep with this one and it's all right to gamble just for me to get part of the loop. I don't need to be telling you stuff outside of the word just to get what you got. But I need to be telling you truth because when you know the truth, that's when you set free. And until we get into the truth, we ain't going to know the truth. Your spirit is full of truth. But you got to connect to that truth by renewing your mind. Y'all, have you ever felt like sometimes, man, I got over this. 
yes, 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 I got over this, I'm free. Lord knows I'm free. And you turn on the television, something pop up there, and all of a sudden you start shaking on the inside. Your flesh start rising up. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him real good this time. I'm going to kill him. The Lord knows I'm going to kill him. Y'all know what I mean? Well, when you think you got over a fear of sickness and you turn on your television and they say, the swine flu is going around, your body starts shaking. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, you start getting fearful. You thought you were delivered, didn't you? That tells you you need more work. That tells you need to go a little bit deeper in the word of God and say, God, I ain't got there yet. I'm getting there, but I haven't gotten there yet. Some of us haven't gotten there yet. We have a feeling just like James Brown. But we need to get over feeling and say, God, this is real. Your word is what it says it is. Yes, this is what I'm going through. But I don't have to go through it when I make a connection with the word. So you got to go into this word, y'all, like Hannah did. Even though her adversary was provoking her, the Bible said Hannah would not eat. Her husband knew that the reason why Hannah was like that is because she had no children. He said, am I not worth to you more than 10 children? Come on, y'all, when you're going through something, money don't even solve it no more. I don't know about y'all. When you're going through something deep in your life, money do not, hold it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm hearing him say, some people say, yes, it does. Because when I'm broke and you give me $1,000, I feel good. Y'all, y'all know how broke people get. When they broke, they got their head hanging low, don't want to do much talking. Soon as that money hit, y'all they ain't sick no more. Well, I thought you were sick. I feel good. You want to go out and eat? That's a mind thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what happens. But Hannah, even in her pain and her sorrow and being oppressed, One thing that Hannah did not do, she didn't quit going to the house of the Lord. She did not quit worshiping God. Even though she had no children at the time, she did not stop going. Let me say this again. She did not stop going to the house of the Lord. Some of us in this room today, when we go through financially, when we go through or feel like nobody don't like us, or when we get an attitude, y'all know what I'm talking about, attitude. That somebody said something they shouldn't say. We don't show up in church no more because we think we're going to hurt somebody like that, right? You ain't hurting nobody but yourself because you missing getting yourself delivered and set free. So Hannah kept going. And in the process of going, guess what? God heard Hannah's heart. And Hannah was praying. No sound coming out. But Eli thought she was drunk. <laughs> But she let him know, I'm not drunk. And God honored Hannah's request. So you got to seek the Lord with your whole heart. Quit being ashamed of what happened to you with your family. Quit being ashamed of what you may have done with your cousin, your brother, your sister. Quit being ashamed because you had an abortion that nobody know about. Quit being ashamed because, you know, you're jealous and you don't want nobody to know you're jealous. Quit being ashamed that you have a fear of the unknown. Quit being ashamed of these things and let's deal with them and know that God has already forgiven us for all of these things. If you know about the love of God, you wouldn't be dwelling in this stuff for so long. When you know how much God loves you, you can say, I don't have to deal with this. Because Jesus have already paid the price 
for it. See, the enemy is deceiving us, y'all. He wants us to think that we can just keep on hiding. Y'all, it ain't good to hide. Because the Bible said what's hidden, it's going to be revealed. Because guess what starts happening, y'all? When you get in a heated argument and anger is rising up, married couples, I want to give you some advice. Whatever you done hid and you have suppressed for so long and that mate end up hurting you, everything going to end up coming out. That's why I slept with those men because you ain't no good. You can't take care of me. That's why I have to let all them take care of me. Because you ain't no good. They deep in it then. They very deep in it. Because they think they're all of this. And a bag of chips. Y'all, deliverance is in this house. I see you. Yes, I do. And it's time. To let go of this. So it'll let go of you. You got battles within. The only way you can deal with it is through the word. And I like what Jehoshaphat said. He had three battles. Three enemies that was coming up against him. Jehoshaphat knew that they couldn't do it in their own strength. And he feared. But in that fear he began to seek the Lord. He began to proclaim a a fast. And he began to tell God about his mighty works and the things that God already done for Israel. When he got to the end of that prayer, he said, this army, we can't defeat. We don't have the power and the might to do it. And I'm paraphrasing it. He said, so Lord, our eyes are upon you. This should be our prayer, y'all. Lord, I can't do this on my own. Lord, I can't, so I need the help of the Holy Spirit to help me to get rid of these battles that's on the inside of me. Some of us got a lot of battles. Some of us got church hurt, and we done took that church hurt from one church to another church, and the enemy know that's our weakness. So anytime somebody approach you or come up to you or ask you something, all of that from the past come up and you leave that church because you ain't dealt with it. Because you always think people looking at you. Come on, y'all. We got to deal with these battles within. The enemy is holding this against us. He know your weaknesses. This is why he don't um, allow things to show up right then. Because he's waiting till he can get a big uh, explosion. That's what he's waiting for. Because if he can get the big finale, guess what? You done. Especially with people around you. They ain't going to have nothing to do with you no more except the ones that's spiritual in Christ. Except the ones that really know God that say, I'm going to give you this. Because the Lord had me reading this, y'all. Y'all remember in the Bible in John 8, the lady that they brought to Jesus because she committed adultery? Remember these men brought her to Jesus because she had committed adultery? Do you know why Jesus say, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone? It's because in the law, it says you bring both parties. The male... And the female. Tell me why the female was left out there, Teresa, by herself with all those men taking her to Jesus. This is what happened, women. The male act like he ain't done nothing. While the woman out there beating up the female. 
woman out there looking stupid. And the male's still in the house like he got it going on. Y'all notice that's what happens? Come on, but Jesus knew the truth. Why? Because he was in the spirit. And I believe Jesus was saying, what's up with y'all? The law said that the man and the woman was supposed to come. You Pharisees and Sadducees, you the writer of the law. You supposed to be going by the law. So why ain't you obeying what the law say? So evidently one of y'all done been with this woman. And you trying to look like you haven't been with the woman. Jesus said, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. He said, woman, where, where are y'all accusers? There wasn't none because the conscience. You know why they left so quick? They said, oh, Lord, he done saw me. So they, they, they went on by themselves. They didn't want to be put in the midst of that man. And so they said, oh, no, they done saw me. So let me just move on out the way while I'm clear. So he said, neither do I condemn you. What am I saying to you today? No matter what your battle is today, you already forgiven. You were forgiven over 2,000 years ago, and God loved you. But what am I going to tell you? When all of this come out, when all of this come out, don't think that the person that you have hurt is going to get over it overnight. You're going to see how saved they are <laughs> for real. You're going to really see how saved they are. This is why, y'all, we have to stay in the word. When we stay in the word, we are prepared for what yet is to come. I don't know about y'all, but I turn to him. I turn to him in my situations. You know why I turn to him? Because you can go to a person and tell them your situation, some people, and they'll be ready to fight. Christian folk. But you can turn to the right one that's had an affair with Jesus and that has that affair and that relationship every day and they'll look at you and say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God will take what's impossible and he'll make it possible on your behalf. If only you believe him today. And they will begin to minister the word of God to you. And the word that they're ministering is the word that you already been in. And then you begin to connect and you begin to say, who am I not to forgive? Holy Spirit, thank you that I can forgive because I have been forgiven. But I'm going to need your help to help me get through it because I have to admit I am hurt. Come on, you got to admit that you're hurt. But Lord, I know with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can get through this hurt. But it's going to be a daily process. Y'all, let's deal with these battles that you're battling within. Because I'm going to tell you something. God is bringing this for a reason. And if you don't take this word today and know you're dealing with something and you don't want to deal with it because it's dealing with you, you're going to be exposed. And that's when you can lose wife, husband, children, possessions, and all because you wouldn't hear the spirit of the Lord. Why am I saying that? Because, men, when you keep stuff from your wife, you ain't only hurting your wife, you're hurting your children. And when you hurt your children and they find out that you've been having an affair with another woman besides their mama, they ain't going to like you, daddy. They're going to hate you because they're not where that mama may be. 
And then you end up losing what you have if you had something. Especially when you can't go back to mama's house. Or you can't go back to daddy's house because you don't like how that house is run. You're going to end up with nothing. Why? Because this is what you chose. But if God is saying, get it right, he's telling you to get it right now. Come on, this is how many times God brought this in this house? He's brought it several times. How many times, Apostle, he said about your atmosphere? Changing your atmosphere. And I got church folks, even with this storm, telling people, get ready. Storm is coming. God brought this a long time ago. Be aware of your surroundings. Start speaking only what God will have you to speak. And don't speak opposite to the word. And you got people, I just want you to know you better get prepared for that storm. That storm is coming. I said, uh-huh. I curse that. I don't receive that. Now, don't get me wrong. God give you wisdom. But when you're in the spirit, he's going to tell you what to do. I can't spend my light bill money. My light seen out yet. Going to get bread and supporting food line and piggly wiggly. And they still got money. And then I'm coming to the church. I ain't got no light bill money. Why? You gave it to Irma. Because you ain't hearing what the spirit is telling you. They ain't got five loaves of bread and they stale. Can't even eat the bread. Because you ain't hearing the spirit. Do what the spirit tell you to do. That's how you stay in the word. By doing what the spirit tell you to do. Some of y'all battling with that right now. Just bring the bread and stuff out here. And we'll just dispense it out. And see who need it. That's all. We'll be glad to take that bread. Amen. And the water too. Maybe that's why we couldn't find no water. You got the last one. We'll be drinking water for days. <laughs> so deal with these battles within. You heard the word. God is sending you the word. And I believe this word is meant for some people in this house. And whatever thoughts that you're having. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Dealing with pornography. Some people have images on the inside of them with pornography because they have looked at it for so long they don't need the magazines no more some of them done burnt the magazines but the images is already in your head and that's what you see when you get with your mate you don't see your mate you see the pornography that you watched and you trying to try these acts that you have in your mind because you haven't got y'all this is real thank you holy ghost go with me to numbers 33 y'all we got to quit playing church Got to quit playing church and we got to get rid of this stuff. 33, listen at this, y'all. Um, chapter 33, God had given them land in verse 53, 52. Then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures, all their molding images, quite pluck down all their high places. So God had given them land, but he said, when you go into this land, get rid of all of this. Guess what, y'all? God has given us his spirit now that we're born again. But he knows there's some things that are left that need to be dealt with, that need to be destroyed. Is that not right? This is what he's telling them. This is your land, but when you go into that land, this is the stuff I want you to get rid of. This is in our soul, y'all. Then he tells them, and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein, for I have given the land to you to possess it. Now that you're born again, and as you renew your mind, you're getting rid of all of this stuff that was left behind due to your thinking, 
due to the things that the enemy had you doing before you were saved, come on, it's engrafted there. You got to get rid of it. And this is what he said in verse 55. But if you will not drive out the inhabitants, I want y'all to listen, of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which you let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side and shall vex you in the land where you dwell. This is what's happening to the church. By us not renewing our mind, knowing who we are now that we're in Christ, even though we're saved, we're being vexed, we're being oppressed, we got depression because we have not gotten rid of these things because we think we can do it outside the word. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Can I tell y'all something? You can't fix nobody's mind. Only the word can do that. And the person have to let the word do it. How do I know? Because I was a person who my mind was tore up. Thoughts was, was just going in my head like a merry-go-round. Thoughts of sickness, thoughts of death, thoughts of feeling unworthy, thoughts of feeling rejection. And y'all, I didn't know what to do with them. So I'm thinking, you know, I'll just act like I don't hear them or act like they ain't there. And they got worse and worse and worse till I felt sick. And I, I remember, I don't know if my brother remember this. I was trying to hide it from my daddy and I had on this red jogging suit and and Pleasant had come to see daddy. And he looked at me. I think he was on this weight loss trip. He was trying to lose weight. And he looked at me to my girl. You're losing weight. What you doing to lose that weight? I'm like, shut up, shut up, for daddy hear you. Daddy heard him. Daddy looked at me and say, you better lose no more weight. In my mind, I said, only if they knew the battle that I was going through within. My battle was rejection, y'all. My battle was, what if I fail on my job and I get fired? My battle was, what if my son lose me like I lost my mother at two years old? I had so many battles going on on the inside that I didn't know what to do with what I was thinking. And it drove me to being sick, y'all, to being depressed where I couldn't eat, where I couldn't sleep, where I felt like my husband needed to love me more. And that didn't work. But one day I met a man. And his name was Jesus. And when I met him, I said, I have to trust you. Because I ain't got nobody else I can trust. Yes, I went to the doctor, y'all. And the doctor was telling me, it's something you're going to go through once in your life. Let me give you these pills. Y'all, pills don't always work. I got my happy pills. That's what I call them. And I started taking them pills, y'all. And it wasn't working. So I went back to get some more happy pills. Saying maybe they need to up the dosage. This is how bad it was, y'all. I wanted a cure so quick. I, the nurse shut me out. I was at the door doing like this right here. <laughs> y'all may think it's funny, but this is truth. I got tired of being in the shape that I was in. So they up my dosage. I'm sitting at my desk, y'all. I'm over people, directing, smiling. They talking. I'm just smiling. Ooh, this feel good. I'm feeling good, y'all. I'm high. Feeling good at work, high. But guess what? I was saved. So guess what the Spirit told me sitting at that desk? You're not crazy. He said, notice, in the mornings, you're okay. But at night, you go low. I'm like, huh? So I listened to the Spirit. He said, trust me. You don't need them pills. Ain't nothing but the devil. 
I feel good right now. Nothing but the devil. He said, trust me. I said, okay, God. Y'all women, you know we got a zipper in our pocketbook and we put stuff in the zipper. I put them in the zipper. He said, you ain't trusting me. I said, okay, God. I put them in the medicine cabinet. He said, you ain't trusting me. I said, okay, God. I threw them away. And the moment I threw those pills away, it's like something snapped in my mind. He said, now you trust me. And I had to go on a road of recovery, y'all. Meaning that I had to feed myself the word the way I was feeding myself the pills. And the more I felt, uh, fed myself on the word, y'all, the more I knew I can count on God more than I can count on man. See, I'm not telling you something just to tell you for you to do it. Don't do what I done because you ain't ready to do what I done. Because if you ain't in the word now, don't you throw away nothing. Because some of you might drop dead. Don't you throw it away. Until you can hear him. And I mean hear him clearly. Some of y'all think y'all hearing him clearly, but you're doing stuff outside of what the word is telling you to do. Ain't no way you're hearing him. Ain't no way that you say you know, but you putting him on the back burner. God's supposed to be first in all things. So I learned to take this word for what it was, y'all. And I said, God, if you said it, this is what you mean. This is what you said. And this is what I'm going to do. And y'all, every day I was getting freer and freer and freer. And one day, Miss Margaret, I thought I was free as a bird. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sitting out there at work, and Jennifer, we had that big um, party with the new CFO. They gave us that big thing, and it hit me again. I said, I'm going home. I can't take this feeling no more. The Holy Spirit said, don't you move. Stay. I'm with you today. You stay. Don't you run from this no more. And y'all, I stood, and I trusted, and I was free, totally free. Because I trusted him more than I trust how I felt that day. What am I telling you? Until you can fully trust him, you will not get over it. Until you fully trust him and what he done, you're going to continually battle with these things. So it's time, y'all, to truly let go and say, God, I can't do this no more. I'm tired of babbling day and night. I'm rolling this over to you. Whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Outside of you, God, I'm doing nothing. Y'all, let's be real. It ain't about titles no more. Come on, just lay your titles down. Lay down who people told you you were and just lay it down and say, God, I'm coming to you for myself. I'm not coming to you by a title. I'm not coming to you by what people said I was or what I want to be. God, I'm laying it down right here and now. I am tired. Who's tired of going through? Who's really, really tired of going through? If you're really tired of going through, you ain't ashamed no more, y'all. You ain't caring what people know no more. Because you said, I'm tired of going through the same thing, just a different day. That's where I was. I didn't care no more. I didn't care what people thought about me. I just wanted to be free. Because the Bible told me whom the sun sets free. It's free indeed. Y'all, you can be totally free today if you're willing To let it go and say, I can't do this. I need help. That's all he's asking you today. No matter what it is, I don't even care to know what it is. That's between you and the Heavenly Father. But the only thing I ask for you today, those that want to be totally free, 
that have really heard this message and has taken this message to heart, only thing you have to do is come to the altar and say, Lord, with your hands up, that means total surrender. Lord, I can't do this no more. I can't do it by myself. I do need your help. I let go of me and I surrender all. Athea, put on surrender all, please. Come on, y'all, it's time to surrender. It's time to let go. It ain't about feeling no more. It's time to let go and let God. Come on, just put your hands up. The ones that's coming up, just put your hands up and just let him know I surrender. I give it all to you. I can't do it by myself no more. I'm tired of going through. Come on, God, hear you. He hear you today. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It don't matter how old you are. There's battles that we have within that only God knows. And like I said, I'm not asking you what it is. That's between you and God. But this right here, this is an act of submission. This is an act of faith to say, God, here I am. I am dealing with some things. But you know what, how people do? I can't come up there because if I raise my hand, people are going to get all in my business and say, what in the world can they be dealing with? They, they, they teach.